Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so before we hop into the episode, I just want to remind you to download my free guide to Facebook targeting audiences. It has been created specifically for teacher business owners, and I go through the warm, lookalike, and cold interest-based audiences that you need to have set up to be running Facebook and Instagram ads. There are checklists and brainstorming pages so that you know it. you have everything. But as an exciting special, I'm opening up some audience audit calls where you can hop onto a 15-minute Zoom call with me and you'll get my eyes on your audiences so that you can make sure not only you have all of the audiences, but they truly are perfect for your business. So head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash audience audit to book your free audience audit call today. Okay, now into the episode. Hello, welcome to this Saturday strategy session. I'm your host, Janzea. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. And today we're going to be talking about supercharging your nurturing with Facebook ads. So if you've been around here a while, you know a couple of things. Number one, I believe wholeheartedly in holistic marketing. So not just taking a single approach to your marketing strategy, but really rounding it out and including a variety of different pieces to your marketing so that you're nurturing people, you're building relationships, you're building a community, and of course you're selling and making sales. The second thing that you know is I believe in setting up your lead generation or your list building campaign first. When I first started running Facebook ads, I really struggled because I was in a program that said start with these like $5 a day ads where um, I was boosting Instagram posts and I was running traffic to my blog. And yes, in a big picture in that holistic marketing, those things were helping and my ads were doing well. However, it didn't feel like they were doing well because I couldn't see any tangible results. And so what I like to have my clients and my students start by doing is creating their list building ads because there's tangible results there. You can see people coming onto your email list you can see your email list growing and it feels good, right? There's that psychological reward. But once you've done that, well, you need to fill out the funnel, if you will. And so as part of your holistic marketing strategy, your content marketing is a big part of that. And so today we're going to talk about how you can use Facebook ads to bolster your content marketing, if you will. And so this strategy I called supercharge your nurturing and Basically, you are driving traffic to your long-form content. So before you start running ads, I strongly recommend that you have consistent long-form content that you are creating 
and putting out there free, high value content that people can consume, whether it's a podcast, a blog, or video content like a YouTube channel. It doesn't really matter as long as it's consistent, high value, and free content that people can consume. As you know, because you are listening to it, (laughs) I have a podcast. I love podcasting. I like talking, so it really, really works. But I actually feel like maybe the best one is actually video content because people then can see your face and hear your voice. And there's like an added level of relationship building, trust building that comes with that video piece. There is an intimacy of podcasts because people often will be listening to you with their earbuds in and uh, doing things like exercising or working around the house. And so you kind of like become part of their, their life and part of their world, right? And I know from personal experience that there's times when I've listened to a podcast episode and I can so clearly remember exactly where I was. And then sometimes I won't quite remember like the, the information, but I will have connected the super important thing that I learned on a podcast with like the tree we walked past on our hike. And so I see the tree and that like brings back the podcast. So that's a kind of cool thing. And I couldn't do that with video. So it's all up there. It really does depend on your preference. If you're going to do video, then YouTube would be my, my suggestion for you. Though live streaming on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or wherever uh, the newest trending places that I'm too old to have learned about yet <laughs> is so you can pick your 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 platform, um, but Google does have that innate search feature. Okay, so I'm kind of really off topic right now, but making sure you have consistent long form content. And what do I mean by consistent? Once a week, minimum once a week. If you want to start slow and start with once a month and build up to twice a month and then four times a month or weekly, whatever you want to call it, that's fine. But by the time you're ready to run ads, I highly recommend that you are like creating, producing high value content every single week. And my coach said something really fascinating to me today, and that was um, that content and copywriting to go with the content. So copywriting is writing sales pages, writing emails, writing captions for your social media, like pretty much all of the writing we would consider copywriting. That content creation and copywriting are essential parts of her business. And I never really thought about it that way, but it's so true. Like my content and the caption for social media, the blogs that I put out, the emails that I put out are a backbone to my business and it just wouldn't you're you can't really build a business the same way if you're not doing that especially online so I just want you to consider that of like it should be the backbone of your business and everything stems from that content creation so once you are in the habit of creating that consistent high quality content every single week and you have your lead generation ad up and running, one of the next steps that you can implement is nurture ads. So these are ads that are designed to drive traffic to your long form content. So in my case would be long, I'd be driving traffic to listen to my podcast. You might be driving traffic to watch your videos or to read your blog. And so this has a couple of different effects. Number one, it is nurture. 
You are nurturing your audience. Number two, you can send these out to cold audiences for relatively inexpensive amounts. And then you're bringing more people into your audience, into your world, into your orbit. And consistently bringing fresh people into your orbit is really, really powerful because if if they never heard of you, then they could never buy from you. But when you bring these fresh new people in, well, you're you're just widening the top of that funnel. And the more people come in means the more people that are going to come out the bottom. And so one of the great things about nurture ads is they don't have to look like ads. So let's chat about how you would set this up. So you've picked this amazing podcast episode. Um, I'm going to go with my episode 44. That's the holistic marketing episode. It's one of my favorite ones that I've ever done. And so I would be driving traffic to my podcast. Now for a blog post, it's really easy. You drive traffic to the blog itself, the URL to the blog for your video content. If possible, you want to be driving traffic to view the video within the Facebook platform using a video view campaign. So you may have done the live stream on Facebook to begin with, or you may have uploaded it afterwards, or you may upload the video as an ad, but the best way to do it is to keep people on the Facebook or Instagram platform and create a video view ad. You can drive people off like traffic off of Facebook. Um, if you have to, but, uh, if you can keep them on Facebook, that's best with a podcast. It's a little bit more challenging because you don't know what app people are using and and you also can't pixel the apps. So if I send someone to Apple Podcasts, I can't I can't track that. But if I send them to my website, I am able to track them. I'm able to use my pixel and to create an audience of podcast listeners. And so when I'm running an ad, I send people to my show notes. So for example, with episode 44, the show notes for that are marketscalegrow.com forward slash 44. And that sends people to that episode on my website. And then they've been pixeled. If you are running video content and you don't want to upload it onto Facebook, you could do something very similar where you embed the video. And with a podcast, I embed the podcast player in my show notes. So they don't even need to, there's links for them to go listen on Apple or Spotify, but they don't have to, they can just click play on my website, right? So if you have video content, I recommend you do the same thing. You figure out how to embed the video on your website so you can drive people to that that website show notes or video notes or vlog notes whatever you want to call them and then you have them pixeled and so that's my first recommendation is to send them somewhere either keep them on the facebook ad facebook platform or instagram platform and if you want to drive them off of it make sure it's somewhere that is pixeled so these are traffic ads um, unless you're viewing a video. So if it's getting them to view a video, then that would be a video view ad. When you're sending someone to your blog or your podcast, those are traffic ads because the goal is to get more traffic to that URL. Sometimes you can even, to make it look even more native and more organic, you wouldn't even put a button in. So there's no actual call to action. 
And in those cases, you may even run it as an engagement ad. And so for if you're going to do it that way to make it look more authentic, more in, um, organic, you would have a longer form caption that goes with the picture. And that's almost like a mini blog post. So the person can read the entire caption. There's a link inside the caption that says, want more, go read the blog post or go listen to the podcast. But they get basically a summary of it in the caption. So it's a long form content. They read it and it's nurture. And the other thing that's really important and that's coming up more and more, I'm noticing, is the idea of micro touch points. And so each time someone interacts with your brand, it's it's considered a touch point. But what we've gone from in the last, I would say, like 18 months is like mega or major or just like full touch points, if you will, where it's somebody is watching your webinar or they're signing up for your email and actually using your checklist and they're reading your emails. Like each of those are pretty big touch points. And when we're talking about big touch points like that, it only takes seven to 14 touch points for someone to go from never having heard of you before to actual consumer and have purchased from you. But there's been a transition in the last 18 months that was caused by the iOS updates, the um, takeover of TikTok and Reels, just the way we're consuming media and social media specifically in shorter bursts. So we've gone from those mega touch points or just like full-size touch points to micro touch points. And these are little, little, little tiny things like scrolling past your ad and seeing like, oh, that's that's Jen's ad, but not actually like even looking at it or reading the caption or anything, just like scrolling and seeing it in the feed. Another micro touch point could be looking at a landing page, not signing up, not joining the email list, nothing like that. Just like looking at the, the landing page and then moving on. So there's all of these tiny, tiny micro touch points, seven seconds of a video here, seven seconds of video there, seeing you commented on someone else's video. Um, all these little, little tiny touch points are adding up and it's now taking 40 to 50 of these micro touch points to do that same journey, to go from never having heard of you to a sale. And that's part of the reason why Nurture ads are so important because to get in front of somebody 40 to 50 times, to get in front of somebody 40 to 50 times organically is time consuming and it's exhausting. And the amount of content you would need to create is overwhelming. And so nurture ads by putting a little bit of ad spend and it doesn't need to be a lot, anywhere from like two to $5 a day will help this process. Creating these nurture ads where you're driving traffic to the high quality, valuable content is going to make your job of hitting those 40 to 50 touch points so much easier. One of the common, most common questions that I get when I'm talking about nurture ads is how many should I be running at one time? When you're first getting started, you can pick maybe one or two pieces of content and build your way up to four to six. I wouldn't recommend running more than six different pieces of content at a time, especially because these ads can't run forever. 
They usually have a shelf life of about four to six weeks. And so if you're constantly running six different ones and you would be changing the content very frequently and it would get overwhelming. And so picking one or two really, really, really valuable pieces of content each month and making it part of your your content strategy, your marketing strategy each month of deciding what content maybe you're pulling from the previous month, or maybe you're pulling from the previous year, or just like best performing podcasts from your entire podcast history. It doesn't really matter where you're pulling that content from, as long as it is truly high value content. You don't want to um, pull an episode that was irrelevant or not valuable or didn't do well organically. Pick, Pick things that your audience will resonate with and that will be truly nurturing. And also consider what kind of content would take somebody from never having heard of you to being interested in buying from you what what piece of content would have that that link now a couple of caveats and these are big caveats the first one is your goal is to nurture people that is your only goal and one of the big like I don't want to say like arguments or fights that I get in with people but a conversation that we have regularly about this is I want them to sign up for my email list I have the form in my blog post, like that's the goal. Why is nobody signing up? Because that's not the goal of this ad. These ads are designed to get people to consume your content to be nurtured. There may be people who do sign up to join your email list. That might be something that happens, but it's not your goal here. You have a list building ad to get people on your email list. The goal here is to just grow your audience, to provide them high value content and to serve them, to engage with them and to get more touch points so they become more familiar with who you are, what you offer and want to buy from you whenever they're ready down the road. But do not... Do not, do not, do not go into this with the expectation that you're going to turn this ad on and all of a sudden you're going to have tons and tons and tons of leads coming in. I do recommend that you're running these ads to cold audiences, so either lookalike audiences or interest-based audiences, but you can also run them to warm audiences, people who are already in your orbit, already in your audience, already even on your email list, because it's a good idea, and I talked about this in a previous episode all about honoring clients' where they are in the buying cycle and adding this nurture in for warm audience members will help to continue to nurture them as they move through your buying cycle. And so you can also strategically pick content that would nurture someone who is not yet on your email list, but then pick other content that would strategically nurture someone who's already on your email list towards the purchase. So thinking about which content would be best and what they would resonate best with is a great idea here. So I know I've thrown tons and tons of information at you. So your action step right now is to pick at least one, not even just at least, to pick one high value piece of content that you've created that you are going to create a nurture ad for. So this is a traffic ad driving more traffic to that high value piece of content. 
That is your action step. And I would love for you to reach out, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Shenzea. If you run the ad, I would love to see it. I'd love to hear about it. And thank you so much for joining me today. I will be back next Saturday with a new episode for you. Thank you so much for listening to Market Scale Grow. If you're ready to build your email list and generate consistent leads on autopilot, then we would love to partner with you. Our growth package is perfect for course creators, service providers, and coaches looking to inject their list with fresh leads so that they can amplify their amazing program and get it out to new people. This six-week package is perfect for you if you have a proven lead magnet that you're ready to turn into an established lead generation machine. To get started today, head to marketscalegrow.com forward slash work together, fill out the application and someone from my team will be in contact with you to schedule a free strategy session to ensure that it's a good fit and to get you on the path to consistent lead generation with Team JD. Thank you again for listening and I look forward to working with you.